Okay. What is up, sports world? Jason, Jason, Jacob won't shut the fuck up, but we're going to get into it anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, no, welcome back. Fired to up to be back. Mm, welcome back to Fourth and Forever Sport. You've got Scott here as always, joined by Jacob and Taylor. Got the tripod back together, and I am so excited to be alive right now. Gentlemen, how we doing? Jacob, how are you feeling today, sir? Man, I'm good. I'm super excited to be back on the mic. Been missing you guys. It's been a long hiatus. Taylor, how we doing, man? I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. It it has been a while, um, especially in, in this format. Um, I am, I think Jacob said it best, excited to be back and uh, fired up, rip-roaring and ready to go, you know? Yeah, no, I think we're all rip-roaring rip and ready to go. And when we were dropping F-bombs, like nine seconds into the pod, so you know it's going to be a good time. <laughs> hey, it's our first one. I'm impressed. That's our first F-bomb? No. I think so. Mm. We tried oh, to well. keep it PG-13, and you just threw that out the window. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll edit it out, and people won't know For what real. we're talking about. It. <laughs> Scott let his hair Absol- down today. Absolutely boys. not. Man, I haven't even haven't even had a beer tonight. Oh, let's mm. go. That was the most unique your fucking ball joke we've ever had. <laughs> and there's our second one, boys. Yep. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Going uh, off this evening. Hey. Oh I, man. I apologize for that. Hot sauce. Don't, sir. I mean, I got a, I got a massive bald spot. <laughs> call it what it is. Call it spade to spade. You, you still look good. Oh, thanks, sweetie. Yeah. Anyway, that's yep. a weird, weird wild look turn. Look better than the look. Denver Boncos. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. So I know this is, I know this is no longer a hot take, but Sean Payton down in New Orleans uh, was Drew Brees the reason for that success? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Because <laughs> dude does not look I like mean, he knows how to play question? <laughs> Just checking. Well, I think a lot of it, it has to do with everybody hates him, but I don't know. Everybody liked him in he's, New Orleans. He was there for like 15 years. He's pretty good at running his mouth. Mm. Yeah, not so Which much hey. at running the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Javante Williams would like a word. <laughs> and I would and, too. And he deserves one. Yeah. yeah that's Javante Williams could be an absolute problem. Yeah. Yeah. They just won't turn him loose. So what's been Facts. good, guys? What do you what have y'all been up to? I haven't seen y'all y'all's pretty faces in three weeks now. Surprised they even uh, recognize y'all. Yeah. Well, we could never forget your mug, bud. <laughs> no, life's been good. Life's been good. I went to. I did something I've never done this weekend. This past that, weekend. Go to I went Taylor Swift to Oktoberfest. No, it's actually not even close. Quite the opposite, actually. Instead of any kind of like actual audible music all you hear is people yelling and like slamming beers and i mean it it was quite the quite the show all kinds of odd outfits dude like yeah i mean next year i'm gonna wear the overalls and the hat and the whole thing (laughs) leader leader hosen sir leader where'd you go uh we walk in right oh in tulsa did you know that it's one of the yeah 
yeah I, I know now i mean we walked in and it was like the most insane thing i've ever seen like there was a it anyway it, it was the most insane thing i've ever seen just like i said people everywhere outfits yelling yodeling polka mm-hmm. i mean it's i'll be honest dude after about 30 minutes of polka i was mm-hmm. done a done I can't do the music. I don't even know what they're saying. They're just yelling constantly. Like anyway, that that was nuts for sure. The beer was great. Guys, the the food was good. Go ahead. A couple things. One, how I can see you're really excited about this. <laughs> dude, dude, we used to we used to work together in a suburb of Tulsa. And how would you how have you never been to Oktoberfest before? It's amazing. Well, I don't know. Probably, Scott. Prob- probably because Jacob was 19 when he was working with you. <laughs> no, I was 22, <laughs> I think. Mm. Freshly 21. So, yeah, actually, it's amazing we did not ever go. Probably because you didn't invite me. I bet you have the outfit and everything, don't you? I you, do not. You have look like a leader hose. <clears throat> I'm trying to say. Leader hose. Is uh, that what that's called? <laughs> that's what they're called, yeah. Uh, and I couldn't invite yeah, you because, you know. Even though we worked in the same store. You were my general manager? Be... Yes. Ah, okay. Conflict of interest. Corporate America would frown upon us hanging outside of work. Unfortunately. Listen, if we still worked at Verizon today and we had this conversation, we would go to Oktoberfest together and do not lie about that. Uh, that's 100% true. But, you know, neither <laughs> one of us worked at Verizon anymore, so it's whatever. <laughs> that's um, right. Hey, thank goodness. Mm. I'm not going to speak ill of anything, but follow-up question. Have you guys seen Home Alone? Yeah. I cannot think Absolutely. of Polka yeah. without thinking about John Candy's character in that. He's the Polka King of Chicago. It's like... like uh, he's, <laughs> he's like... That's such just, a small part in that movie that I never even so, think about it. But now I will never throwaway, not think about it. Yeah, it's such a throwaway role and it's perfect. They're like... She's like, can't get her flight back, and she's freaking out. And he's like, ah, oh, I can't help it over here yet. And I just, <laughs> she gets in the van and drives back with him. He's over here talking about like his random songs. Everybody, everybody, polka. That was a big one. <laughs> it's just ten minutes scene of him just rattling yeah. off random yeah. polka. Really? Songs. You haven't heard it? Everybody, polka. <laughs> yeah. Sheboygan. We sold like four hundred copies there. That was a big one. <laughs> Dude, what I noticed, and we don't need to spend a lot more time on this, but what I noticed about Oktoberfest in general is like everybody that is, I guess the word is playing polka, like they're on stage, right? Like it's a huge thing. And they're like, oh yeah, that was, that was awesome. Everybody's cheering and clapping. And then like, we're going to play this song now. And it sounds exactly the freaking same. <laughs> It's like, I don't know what you're saying. You're playing the same mu- instruments the same way. Like, you got guys just banging on accordions. And they're just shredding like it's an electric guitar. Like, it, Going hard. it's incredible, actually. You should look up a video if you haven't ever seen it. I was in awe. Dude, you forget, it man. Sam, I'm familiar with all of that. You forget. I'm going to Bavaria here in like 10 minutes. And Munich, or München, which is where we're flying into, is like the Oktoberfest capital of the world. Granted, we're going to miss Oktoberfest because it's already happened, but still. Big, big, uh, big we deal. better hurry the podcast up. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably talk about sports. Maybe, maybe you can hit Novemberfest. <laughs> right. <laughs> I see what you did yeah, there. Or they bang turkey legs instead or, of... Or throw one. 
place. I'm gonna start my own. I'm gonna start my own festival. Mm. Yeah, just yell and sing, yell all the things they yell. So that's enough talk about. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done with that. We talked about Taylor Swift and Oktoberfest, and we haven't touched on football whatsoever. So you guys want to talk sports or not? Not really. No. <laughs> okay. What you gonna make for what you gonna make for breakfast probably, tomorrow? Probably then, should though. <laughs> I don't eat breakfast. Mm. Wow, this has gone off the rails hard. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, let's talk about some college ball. You want to? I want to talk about how these OU Sooners are undefeated and they managed to pull off that amazing dub over Texas in. Dallas at the Red River rivalry. Did you know about that? That was a big one. That was a really big one. I feel like they accomplished a lot of things that a lot of people, myself included, did not think they could. Um, That Texas defensive front is pretty salty. Their offensive front is also pretty salty. And I'll be honest, OU pretty much demanded both of those in that game. So. Yeah, I was very impressed. I think Brent Venables has built one heck of a team down there in Norman. There was a lot of question marks surrounding them prior to that game, and now I don't really think anybody can can doubt him at all. So I saw, saw a lot of really crazy things. Dylan Gabriel For looks sure. the part, man. What do you think, yeah, guys? He looks like he looks yeah, legit. The, yeah, I would say the, the bounce back that OU has had in the past two years is pretty incredible, um, especially in that game. I was all Texas all the time. And, uh, mm. yeah, I mean, good for OU. So I'm yeah, not going to lie. Absolutely. I was talking to, talking to one of my employees um, this last Saturday, and we were looking at the schedule. And we're like, man, o- Oklahoma, they could, uh, they, could, they could run the table the rest, of the rest of the year unless they mess around and lose to some team that's not as good as them. And then they almost dropped one to UCF, and I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> jinxed it, jinxed it!" And uh, fortunately, they pulled it out. Otherwise, I would have blamed myself for that one. But they, man, they're they're so volatile. They could they'll play up or down to whoever they play. Uh, I do think they'll win it out, and I do think that yeah. they should be in the playoff. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you saw the end of the UCF game or not, but that was we should have seen overtime, and then whatever happens after that. You know, whatever. I I really have no complaints about OU to that point. Matter of fact, I don't have any complaints about OU. The complaint that I have is that UCF got to that position by playing good football, and then with the game on the line, they try and run a double pass on a two point conversion. Mm. I mean, what are we doing? What? What? Yeah, the running back literally caught the ball and didn't have time to do anything. His receiver was open, but like. This is a two point conversion, guys. This is to <laughs> anyway. I I don't know. It it was disgustingly bad. I do think. Well, for whatever. Ta- go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. Fire I was away. Say, I do. I do think that for whatever reason, coaches, when in high leverage situations, they just try to get cute with it. And we we talk via text thread a lot of times when games are happening in real time. It's the same thing with the Eagles. Whenever they're in the red zone. And they keep giving the ball to Kenny Gainwell. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> DeAndre Swift is like averaging like six yards a carry. Don't overthink it. So I think that UCF is guilty of it also. Just don't overthink it. Play smart football and get some points. 
Yeah, I mean, back to the uh, college playoff thing. You know, I mean, if you look at the top six teams, Michigan and Ohio State are in there, and they got to play each other still. So one of them is going to be a one-loss team for sure. You have Florida State and you have Washington, so and Georgia, of course. So Oklahoma could fit in there somewhere. You know, it'd be be nice to see Oklahoma in there, especially yeah. because you see you see Georgia and Georgia hasn't played anybody, right? And Oklahoma, of all these teams, Washington beat Oregon, which was a great game. But Oklahoma beat Texas, and I think Texas was the best team any of these teams have played so far. So they definitely have an argument. 100%. Yeah. I think when when comparing the two, I would put Oregon a skosh higher on the scale than Texas. I think in a lot of weeks it's kind of a coin flip, but I think Oregon is just maybe a little bit more of a complete team. Um, so not to not to discount your take at all. I mean, Texas is for sure. I mean, in that at that at that point in the top three to four to five category for sure. Anyway, so no, nah, completely agree. I think Washington has just played out of their minds all season, and they have yet to show any kind of chink in the armor, so to speak. With uh, Jalen McMillan not even playing in that Oregon game, I mean that, that's <laughs> that's insane. There. So for those that don't know, Jalen McMillan is the number two wideout on that team. But to that point, prior to his knee injury, I believe it is um, him and Romo Dunsey, the other guy on the outside, are neck and neck in this offense. I mean, Michael Penix Jr. is just poetry on the football field and those two dudes were carving up everybody they saw so immediately by not having one of those two guys play in that game against Oregon you got to think that there's going to bracket Romo Dunsey and now now what right but Washington still came out and won that game on the road like ah just actually that was a home my fault that was a home but either way insane I mean, but common sense, man. You're gonna you're gonna take did, a husky over a duck ten times out of ten times, right? Duck, duck, duck's not winning that <laughs> winning that fight. <laughs> I think Pat McA- McAfee said that. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> Go ahead, Taylor. <laughs> well, I mean, unless I missed something, Washington played Arizona State pretty close this week. So, was it seven to fifteen? So that's, I mean, Arizona State was one and one and five, one and six, whatever they are. So that's. Hey, man, Arizona State a- after, took uh, Arizona State took USC to the wire too, though, didn't they? USC yeah, is trash. Well, I mean, Arizona State's not Oregon. <laughs> hey, what matters? Point spreads or dubs? Well, you, All about them dubs. You were just talking about chinks in the armor. Yeah, they they definitely thank you for calling me on that. Cole, when you listen to this, be sure to text me about it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. They definitely did play down to their competition this week. Probably thought to walk in and and just, you know, beat the brakes off of them and they didn't. But they did win. So They did win, for sure. We'll see, for sure. I back to OU. They could definitely win out and i think an undefeated team with a win over number three at the time texas or five i think it was three wasn't it i think they were i think they were three yeah yeah i think think oklahoma was five right no No. oklahoma was like 12 or 15 or something at that point that was the biggest game they had played then doesn't really matter i think that on their on their uh 
resume for the year going undefeated, it's going to be hard to keep him out for sure. I'd agree with that. You want to talk about uh, you uh, taking your victory lap about USC being fraudulent. Am I, am I correct, sir? <sighs> yeah, it's good. It's really good. It feels good. It feels really good. Can I say that again? <laughs> One more time. One more time. <laughs> no, the the fighting Lincoln Rileys, man. What's going on out there in SoCal? Let me just tell you a quick story. And I Please. do mean quick. Back to Oktoberfest. We wander into a tent at about 9.45 in the evening time. And we get us a pretzel and a bag of popcorn. And we sit at this table. And we're eating. It's a nice time. And all of a sudden... People erupt. I mean, yelling, screaming, jumping up and down. I didn't know what was going on. Like, we're in Tulsa. Somebody, you know, is there a fight breaking out? What's happening? No, I'll tell you what happened. Utah beat USC, and all of the Oklahoma fans in the four-state area went crazy. Lincoln Riley, what happened? Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. man. Oh, it was good. So good. No, that, that what that's a, what's gonna what happen. Whatever you live, you know. Oh, dude! When I realized what was going on, and then I added that to the fact that Oklahoma State won on the road against West Virginia today, it was a beautiful, beautiful Saturday. You can't see my arms, but they were above my head. Did you did anyway. you pound a couple Guinness or what? No, no, definitely not. You don't pound Guinness. Guinness pounds you, my guy. <laughs> Heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, no, back back to USC and away from our dumbassery. Um, <laughs> that's what happens when you put together a pedigree offense and two paper clips and a potato chip on defense. <laughs> like it's just it's typical Lincoln horrible. Riley. That's right. That's right. Two, Boomer who? Two. He said two paper clips and a potato chip on defense. <laughs> One of those Gosh. has to be a four star. Mm. Yeah, it's the paperclip silver. <sighs> well, uh, way too early <laughs> playoff predictions. Who are you guys thinking, <laughs> Jacob? <laughs> Do you so need I a can... moment, sir? I'll, <laughs> Taylor, I'll, I'll go first here. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. J- Jacob, I'll, I'll go with. Together. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with Georgia, Michigan. Washington and Oklahoma. So Georgia, Michigan, Oklahoma, and who? Or Washington? <clears throat> uh, Washington, yeah. Well, the thing about well, actually, I'm going to take Washington off there. I'm going to put Florida State on there. Mm. I think Washington still has a really tough schedule. Nah, man. Washington still plays USC, Utah, Oregon State. So Florida State I think is going to potentially knocked. drop one of those. So. My our Demon Deacons is going to do us a solid and take care of business against Florida State <laughs> this this coming weekend. Take them out of this playoff, dude. That sure. would be wild, legendary. It's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, while we're living in fairy tale land, uh, the o- <laughs> the Oklahoma State Cowboys will also make it to the playoff. Hey. <laughs> anyway, back to reality. No, I think Washington could lose a game and still make it in, to be honest with you. Um, I think I'm going to have to give Georgia a spot, honestly. 
every game that they're I've the, seen this year. Go ahead. I was gonna say they're the new Bama. They're gonna get like they would have to like drop two in a yeah. row to get bumped out. They'd, and they'd I just don't see that up. happening. Truly, their schedule up to this point has just been very, very unimpressive. <laughs> yeah, I I completely agree with you. I don't feel like there's been just any crazy statement wins. I think that they've consistently gotten better. Honestly, the Kentucky game probably shouldn't have been a blowout, but it was. Um, not that Kentucky's just incredible, but they've been decent to this point for sure. It should have been probably some of the best competition they'd seen, and they didn't even didn't even slow down really. So, I think their their quarterback is young. He's got some got some things to prove still for sure. But I mean, I, I just don't. Like Scott said, they're going to have to drop at least two games. If if they will lose one, they're still in, unless they lose one and then lose the SEC championship also. And, I mean, that's really the, the only way that happens. I think Washington is going to have to uh, – I don't know. I, I think they – I think Washington can beat Utah. I think Washington can beat Oregon State. I think Washington can beat USC. I actually think that now that USC has lost two games, they might consider – backing off a little bit i mean they're, they're still gonna go and try win games i guess but i could totally see i could totally see usc just fall apart down the stretch i mean they're there's a team i don't know how to say this they're a team full of five stars that now have nothing to play for you know what i mean yeah <clears throat> so anyway back to business i'm gonna put ou in there because i don't think they lose a game from here on out undefeated knocked off texas I don't know how you keep them out. So Georgia, Washington, OU. Fourth team is going to matter, depend completely on how the rest of the season unfolds for Michigan. But I think it's really hard to keep them out too. If something happens due to this tampering slash cheating scandal that's going on right now, I don't know. I don't know what happens there. If they, if they hold them out, you know, then Florida state's in there, whatever, but pick that apart. Tell me what you think. Yeah, man. Well, First of Mich- all, Michigan those- still plays Ohio State last game of the season. So, if nothing happens, do you think you think Michigan wins that game? I think so. Because they're I, both undefeated. Yeah. <clears throat> I think Ohio State loses two games between now and then. Okay. I think that because, we should unpack. Real, I think we should unpack huh? real quick. What I said. I think we should unpack real quick what is going on with Michigan for those who don't know. Um, so Michigan yeah, so, has been accused of <laughs> sign stealing, if I'm not mistaken. Which is interesting. And, it, you know, the thing is, I was talking about this with someone earlier. This is not baseball. Like, stealing signs in baseball is completely hard to overcome, basically, if the team knows what you're doing. Football, you still have to stop it, right? right. Like. I think that knowing the overall game plan is actually potentially more of a hindrance because you could guess wrong and stack the box one way and now you've completely ruined your chances of winning. You know what I mean? So is it a big deal? I guess. Like, I I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm definitely not on the side of, you know, take away their playoff chances for it. What do you guys think? I don't know. It, it, for me... It's a kind of an integrity thing there, right? You know, if you allow that to happen, then what else are you going to allow to happen? Like, where do you draw the line at? And I don't, 
why don't you just go out there and just beat them the old-fashioned way? If you can scout them via previous games and beat them that way, they don't. Even, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. I I uh, don't disagree with you at all, Jacob. Um, I think if you're on the side of the team that is getting their signs stolen, then yeah, you're pretty upset about it. But like you said, you know, you guess one time wrong, they throw it over the top. That's six. You know, or they drop back in coverage thinking it's a deep ball. Next thing you know, you hand it off and it's a big chunk play. It's just like, I think it's a lot more different in football than it is because it it did happen in baseball, what, a couple of years ago, you know, yeah. and it was a big deal. And I don't know. I think it's, like you said, Scott, definitely an integrity thing. Yeah. I mean, I I think if you stop and think about it, like, what do teams do all week long anyway? They watch film. They know exactly what sets look like what. They, you know, I mean, so when a, when an offensive team, you know, when a team comes out on offense and everybody gets set, quarterback might audible, might not. Defense is going to key on what they see immediately. So by having the sign, how much time are they really giving themselves to be ahead of the curve? You know, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's yeah. still, like we said, could be any of five or six plays out of the same offensive set and like I don't know I I just don't feel like I just don't feel like there's that much anyway the integrity thing is completely true though also so I I am with your point on that 100% but well, to me it's kind of like a big deal if let's just say if you're I, Michigan do you really give a shit <laughs> you know what I mean like if you don't right. get in trouble do you care at all do you care what any other program thinks no, no, you don't. You know, you want to go out there, you want to win. So if you don't get in trouble yeah. for it, they don't give a shit at all. Yeah. So that's how I exactly. look at it. Too. And if I was Michigan, to be honest, I'd probably feel the same way. You know? Yeah. Like, if I'm not involved with it and we're winning games and we don't get in trouble for it, why do I care what Ohio State or Penn State or any of these teams think? I don't care. I want to win. Yeah. No, completely. Completely. And, you know, back to, uh, back to college football playoff talk the thing that has sucked for both michigan and ohio state every single year is that they have to play each other in the big 10 and then they have to play each other in the championship and back to back i just think that michigan probably wins that game two out of two times again you know in the past it's been ohio state coming away with it but i just don't i just don't think this ohio state team is as good as they have been in past years defensively or offensively outside of Marvin Harrison Jr. If somebody can figure out how to shut him down, that's kind of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Michigan's really good at taking the, taking the air out of the football, just running it down your throat. So realistically speaking, Ohio state's going to have to figure out how to put some points up um, while also stopping that run game. And I just don't see it happening really. So that's why I, for anybody wondering, that's why I have Michigan over Ohio state in my, in my final. No. Four. Couldn't agree more. Man, I'd like to see Washington, Michigan, OU, and Florida State. That'd be a fun playoff. A couple teams in there we haven't seen in a hot minute. Yeah, yep. like Jacob said, I, I just don't see a way that Georgia doesn't make it in, especially because, you know, even if two of these teams lose, you start looking at the teams that are one-loss teams, Texas, Oregon, Alabama, Penn State, which Penn State will have to drop another one if these teams make it. But Utah. You know, it's like there's a lot of teams that are right there on the brink, too. 
it's not just these undefeated teams. And if these undefeated teams do drop one, what makes them better than these other one loss teams? You know, right. I mean, it's Facts. you just start adding a lot more team to the picture if these teams start losing. How crazy is it that the Pac-12, which is no longer the Pac-12, has produced some absolute bangers of teams this year? Like, it's it's crazy. Yeah, unexpected for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Is it next year that we're expanding the playoff? Is that right? Or is it the year after that? Yep. Man, if, I, I wish that was this year. leaving the Pac-12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, honestly, I would be shocked if next year isn't similar in terms of talent and everything. I mean, if and we don't need to spend a lot of time talking about this, but if anything has been gained from the transfer portal and NIL, it's kind of a consistency across the nation. You know what I mean? There's a lot of schools out there that have a lot of big boosters supporting them. And because of that, they're getting players that they wouldn't have gotten previously. You know, it, not everybody can go and start at Alabama or Georgia or whatever. And now that these, you know, backup kids that would be a backup at Alabama, but are still a five star, they can go start somewhere and make a ton of money right off the bat. I mean, I, I think it's keeping kids in school longer. I think it's, it's good in a lot of ways. Honestly, I wish the transfer portal was regulated just a little bit, but outside of that, I mean, college football has improved because of NIL and I don't think anybody can argue that. I agree. <laughs> agree with that. Kids are getting getting scouted all over the country now. And and like you said, you know, one you're competing more, but two, you're getting paid. So everybody wants to win. Everybody wants to win a national championship, but if you can go play for a team that's not as good as these Georgia teams and Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, and you can go make a lot of money and still make it to the NFL, maybe that national championship doesn't mean as much. You know, you have other options besides going to these huge schools that just dominate every year. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one more kind of just fun fact that I kind of cooked up in my brain here the other day. I don't know if you guys remember, but probably four or five weeks ago, we were talking about, you know, how crazy is it that Archie Manning isn't even getting a chance at playing for this Texas team right now? And we thought it's because. Quinn Ewers was just so good and you know Quinn Quinn is good I'm I'm not discounting that but I would be willing to bet that 80% of the decision is because if they redshirt Archie Manning it's another year that they get him in Texas and it's another year next year they're actually full-on in the SEC and now they've got a Manning kid playing SEC televised games every Saturday millions of viewers you know like it's it's just a money play, and that's that's all any that's all any of this is. And so, I don't know. I, yeah, and they I play. Think, say they'll play ahead. the best game. They'll be the team to watch next year playing against these other SEC teams. Exactly. So I couldn't agree more. Exactly. Crazy. Watch Archie come out and just be bad at football. <laughs> How wild would that be? He comes out next year and is just awful. <laughs> And it's not going to hey, happen. He's a nineteen-year-old kid. He's already made more money than we ever will, probably. So, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Arch. <laughs> not saying it's going to happen, but that would be crazy. Just uh, I'm like, oh, well, wow. the Manning Peyton, gene skipped. Peyton it. has two boys too, right? Does he? I think Peyton has two boys. So, dude, we could see Mannings for a while, which I think they're younger, but we could see Man, Mannings for so. a while. It'd be fun. 
I hope so. Like fast forward 15 years from now. Three generations like, playing in the NFL. <laughs> there's like, yeah, there's like five Mannings starting in the NFL. That'd be wild. <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy, dude. I'd like to see one not play quarterback. Did you see Peyton Manning run in the NFL? <laughs> yeah. What would, he, he what would like they Scott, play, kicker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kid better learn how to punt. <laughs> Scott, did you get it? It's because Peyton Manning has a five head, too. Mm, thought it was because he was tall and lanky. And <laughs> like an ungraceful giraffe. Just yeah. kidding. just kidding manning is Mm. one of the absolute best to do it so comparing you to him was actually a little bit of a backhanded compliment my guy appreciate that man um (laughs) (laughs) why don't we shift gears and uh let's take a look at the nfl a little bit you guys good with that i like that Mm. let's do it so first and foremost um I rarely do this, but how about how about them Eagles taking on the mighty Finns, coming away with the dub? Yes, we'll start there. I Did rarely, you say I rarely do this? <laughs> I rarely do this. <laughs> yep. This should be uh, a segment. Uh, no kidding. The weekly Scott's Homer takes. Yeah, hey, listen, Eagles talk with Scott. I, yeah, <laughs> I intentionally, I've intentionally tried to avoid talking about Philly games up until this point, just because I didn't want to be too biased. But, yep. I'm doing it. No. Hey, you're you're not doing a very good job of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Le- who, sir? <laughs> <laughs> no, Eagle, the Eagles did look good this week. They are a physical team, and they showed Miami that they are not. So, <clears throat> my my we'll, we'll be we'll be brief on this. But my question is, and this is going to be kind of a common theme with a bunch of games that we talk about. Um, is Miami fraudulent? You know, coming into this game, they're their win record had a combined win loss record of like five and twenty four. Yeah. Like they'd beaten like the Pats, the Giants, some trash teams. Or is Philly just yeah. that good at well, neutralizing them? Philly's Sir. Philly's definitely a good team, but if you look at the Dolphins' two losses, it's the Eagles and the Bills. And the Bills haven't been the team we thought they were gonna be thus far this season. But they're still the Bills, you know. So I mean, it's it's not like they which they got smoked by both of them. But it's not like they lost to a couple teams where it's like there's no way they're going to lose. You know, I mean, both those games, you could pick either team, and you know, wouldn't surprise you either way. So Scott woke up this morning and chose violence. I see. <laughs> He's feeling dangerous. Some people just like feeling dangerous. Fraudulent. (laughs) Fraudulent. (laughs) Way to enunciate. (laughs) Now now spell it. (laughs) F R A (laughs) Jolent. I can't stand you, dude. There's a reason we haven't been on the mic in three weeks, and it's because of that behavior right there. (laughs) Take him over here acting like I just kicked his dog. (laughs) Dude. All I'm saying is, who's the number one receiver in the NFL right now? AJ Brown. Nope. It's Tyreek Hill. It's Tyreek Hill by 100 yards, and they've played the same amount of games, so you know. Tyreek Hill is at 902 yards through seven games. That's How many games are there, Scott? 12. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> 17. No. <laughs> 12. Anyway, there's 10, there's 10 more games. Dude, Tyreek Hill. I mean, it's, it's insane. Really, it's truly insane. I think my dude's going to break 2,000 yards this year. I will give Philly their props. They look good. I hope Jalen Hurts is intact. I hope he's not hindered by that knee the rest of the year. I think that it's incredible that they are the only team in the league that has figured out the tush push or <laughs> recently christened the brotherly shove. Love it. I think that's crazy. I, I've seen a lot of teams try it this year, and it hasn't worked, but it works for Philly almost every time. So I think I've decided that Jason Kelsey is the factor as to why that works for them and not for anybody else. So other people don't have Jason Kelsey, so. Anyway, no, as Taylor said, the Miami Dolphins are just fine. The Philly, <laughs> the Philadelphia Bulldogs, man. <laughs> Might as well be. They're real. They are real. They are the last two national championship teams put together pretty much. I mean, it, that defense is serious. So, you know, you can't really be upset with how it turned out for, for the Dolphins. I I think they're still a really good football team we're going to see a lot of more really great things out of them but shout out to the eagles for the dub fraudulent yeah, the, the hard, you're the, fraudulent the thing about it yeah the thing about it is you know you're talking about tyree kill and how he's going crazy right now it's hard you know you're like okay you can sit back or you can double coverage him or you can focus on the pass or this and that but they just have like mostert wilson jr now a chain's going to come back the no. speed in the backfield is just unreal you know, they run two back sets all the time and it's hard to be like, okay, we're going to commit to stopping Waddle and Hill because they got guys in the backfield that'll run right by you just like those two will. So yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, Tua just has to get them the ball and let them do the rest. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, <laughs> speed really does kill. And you know, a defensive back literally can think that they're just fine playing 20 yards off of Tyree kill and he's still going to torch them. Right, Scott. You saw that happen this weekend. Well, the, the thing I is, still he can he run a you know just a, <laughs> yeah, he can run a Clearly. dig route, you know, and you play off him. You're like, okay, I'm going to give him space. He runs a dig route and then he runs around you. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's not like he just beats you on fly routes. Like he can right. run the whole route tree. Right. It's like the adult version of backyard football. Like when you think you're you think you can make the play and you're still not fast enough. Maybe that didn't happen yeah. to you guys. It may, might have just been me, but well, <laughs> you for sure. Anyway, no, I think Tyreek Hill's going to break two thousand yards. Watch yeah, it. and I think you, we've got to start entering you know Tyreek Kill's name into the conversation of you know one of the elites of all time. I think it, he may be the best receiver in the game right now, and I think you know, if he does break two thousand yards, then he'll rightfully be included in conversations with you know. Chad Ochocinco and Terrell Owens and I may, I may not put him on the Jerry Rice level but he's going to be up there with your Chris Carters and guys like that you know Hall of Famer I was I was thinking that exact same thought yesterday or Sunday or I mean I know it is crazy that Tyreek Hill well one is that far into his career because it doesn't seem like he's been in the league very long you know I mean it never does time flies but it is crazy to think that, like, you got to kind of start talking, okay, where is this guy at all time? You know, he does things that no receiver has ever done before. Yeah. So I, it's funny that you say that because I thought the exact same thing. 
Yeah, I think he's kind of weirdly underrated. He's just, it's just, maybe it's because of the way he does it. It's just, he's thought of as like a speedster. But, and I mean, he's kind of the whole package, man. He can win contested balls when he needs to. He's got great hands for the most part. Um, awesome route runner. So, yeah, I think you have to. If he's not a Hall of Famer, something, something's not right. And he, <laughs> I, I think maybe one of the most undervalued aspect of his game is contested catches. Honestly, seems like dude has a, and I don't know how factual this is, but just by watching games, I would guess he's got like a 45 inch vertical, like just maybe more than that. I mean, it is just absurd how high he can actually jump and come down with the ball, you know? So, and him and Tua have obviously got some great chemistry now too. So for sure. Yeah. He's, he's an athlete for sure. Oh, Moving on to some. I'd other- love to see. So, so you saw DK Metcalf like run the hundred against not the best hundred meter dash runners in the world, but like you know high caliber guys. I'd love to see Tyreek Hill like maybe right after he retires, be like, all right, you know what, I'm, I'm going to make a run at this. Yeah, <laughs> I, think it, I think it would really surprise some people. Didn't he One do my- that last year? I think so. He ran a sixty. I think was it a sixty? Yeah. Which I mean, still impressive. I don't know who the guys where he ran against, but it was it was impressive. Yeah, for sure. Dude, speaking of DK Metcalf, one of my favorite plays in history is him running down Buda Baker. Like Buda Baker, Buda Baker picks, picks off uh, Russ and DK Metcalf, like from twenty yards back, runs him down before Buda Baker can can take that one to the house. It was crazy. And, and he looks like he's three feet taller than Buda Baker too on that play. That's what I was getting ready to say. It had to be the most terrifying thing. Like, did Buda Baker hear him from like twenty yards away? Thump, 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 thump. You see him looking over his shoulder too. He's like, oh. dude, I'm saying, I'm saying. Oh my gosh, Godzilla's about mm. to eat his ass. <laughs> Speaking of Scotty, move us along. Yeah, man. Speaking of fraudulent teams, uh, how about the 49ers facing off against the Vikings on Monday Night Football? Did anybody not was anybody surprised by the outcome of that football game? Yeah, yeah, I was. Also surprised. Go on. Okay. I was not was not terribly, but you know, we all know how I feel about the 49ers, so. My bias is just coming well, full on out in this episode. A, a win's a win, and the 49ers, Brock Purdy did not play well. You know, the 49ers didn't really play that well. Defensively, they actually played decent. You know, they gave up a lot of passing yards, so I'll give them that. But 60 of it was one play right before the half where Jordan Addison just, I think it was Charvarius Ward, just went up it over was. the top of him and was like, that ball's mine, <laughs> and this is six points. So you take that play away, and it's a little different game, you know. That sure. play was amazing. I think by the that way. I think that we saw something that a lot of people are not going to talk about. Um, but I would like to. So the 49ers without Brandon Ayuk and with Debo Samuel, super dynamic. 49ers without Debo Samuel with Brandon Ayuk, not so dynamic. So. Is Debo Samuel more important to that offense than Brandon Ayuk or not? What do you think? I don't know. That's hard saying. 
is it a game yeah. by game basis or like where's the where's the statistics on this? Because I think Brandon Ayuk's a better receiver, but yeah. I think Debo Samuel, and he hasn't as much this year, but Debo Samuel does more if that makes sense. Sure. So I'm trying to think know. about the the game. I'm specifically thinking of a game earlier this season, actually, where Debo Samuel went absolutely bonkers without Brandon Ayuk on the field. And they do a lot more with him, just honestly, like you say. But theoretically speaking, you know, if you take a large target share away from a player because he's not playing, where's it going to go? Would have assumed that Brandon Ayuk would have had to have a monster game. I don't know. I, I just feel like a comparison coming into the season, and especially early on, like the first few weeks, when Brandon Ayuk was cooking everybody for two touchdowns a game and, you know, X amount of yards, whatever, people were kind of starting to th- say that, you know, Ayuk might be the wide receiver one in this offense and, and Debo's losing a step, you know. I would have to disagree just based on last night. I, I think Debo Samuel is super important to this offense. So, anyway, just fun little analytic deal for you there. Scott, what do you think? Yeah, I'm wanting to pull up. So I watched the game, but uh, anecdotally, they just, for whatever reason, last week and this week, they looked like offense was hard for them. And and I don't know if a lot of that has to do with not having Debo, you know, just because regardless of the stat line, the way defenses have to play Debo completely changes. You know, it makes you, it can make you, one-dimensional right because like you said sure um, regardless of sure pure receiving talent what Debo can do out of the backfield or you know bubble screens taking those to the house like the, the yak that he brings to the table is completely different from what I can do so does yeah does that does that change the defensive game plan um and I didn't until so if you look at this so uh Kittle had five receptions for 78 yards I had five receptions for 57 yards Jennings was their third receiver, five uh, receptions for 54 yards, and McCaffrey, three for 51. <clears throat> it just, it, it looked tough for him, right? It, I, don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what it is about their game script that changes without Debo there, but you know, they, they just don't look like the same team with him, him not in the lineup. So here, here's a week-by-week basis, just real quick. So week three, the 49ers play the Giants. Ooh, the Giants, I know. Brandon Ayuk, not in the game. Debo Samuel, 11 targets, 6 catches, 129 yards, and 1. So now let's fast forward to week 6. The 49ers lose their first game to the Cleveland Browns. We've already discussed that's an incredible defense. Debo doesn't play most of that game. Ayuk, 4 catches for 76 yards. This week, Debo obviously does not play. Ayuk, 5 catches for 57 yards. So... Really, truly, it seems to me the benefactor is actually George Kittle, who has had a minimum of five catches and 70 yards in each of those games without one of the other receivers. So, there you go. Hashtag math. Yeah. Uh, and maybe maybe Debo draws so much def- defensive, uh, so much of the defense's attention that it allows Kittle to get open or allows McCaffrey to do his thing. I don't know. I will say this, uh, having watched a decent amount of the Browns 49ers game last last week and then all of last night. Purdy's thrown some questionable passes. 
uh, he, they were very, very lucky that he only had one interception last week against the Browns. That's just, that's just me. I don't know. Just you mean to say they weren't purdy? <laughs> see what you did there. <laughs> Taylor, let's hear from you. What you got? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It's hard saying. You know, I mean, maybe Brock Purdy limits them. You know, maybe... Maybe you know, Trey could, Lance could have been Chris, better. Chris, I'm not saying that. I would <laughs> never go that far. But what I will say is McCaffrey averaged like three and a half yards of carry last night. And that's unlike them. That's unlike McCaffrey. Um, he may still I don't be know. dealing they, with... They get, he, he was he was pushing coming into whatever, this game with know. the oblique. Yeah, that playing through that's yeah. gotta hinder you a little bit. But they just weren't getting a push, you know. I mean, I know the Vikings have like a good front, Daniel Hunter's up front. They were getting pressure on Purdy, but I don't know. I mean, I'd I'd like to see how the the season continues on before I, I go getting crazy on anything. But I know this. You get Debo Samuel the ball in space and he's coming downhill, I would not want to get in front of him. Nope. nope. Trent Williams was out last night also, if you guys didn't know that. that. So that's another yeah, that's huge, huge thing. No, I think they'll be fine. The they'll get probably healthy. best left tackle in the league. Right. Which is crazy for how long he's been doing it. But no, no I, uh, I like to hate on the 49ers just for funsies, but they'll be fine. Debo will be back. They'll be good. Trent Williams coming back will be huge. And they'll just continue to steamroll teams like they have been. Sometimes, I mean, middle of the season injuries, they happen. Yeah, I'm not I'm not calling them fraudulent. Just if I do, it's mostly playfulness. But you'll call the Dolphins fraudulent? Anyway, let's move that, on. That was because I really wanted to <laughs> rally you up and it worked. <laughs> I was um, say Jordan. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say he's hurt. <laughs> it worked. Mm. So yeah, um trade deadline's coming up. It's gonna be it's on uh it's on Halloween. So there could be some Halloween, scr- yeah. Scary trades coming up, y'all. Um my ah, Eagles made a, Yeah. My Eagles made a pretty big splash trade for getting an all pro safety from the Titans for peanuts, essentially. By the way, dude, Howie Roseman <laughs> they they fleece the Titans for AJ Brown and then they freaking take an all pro tight end for a fifth and a sixth round pick. Or all all pro safety, excuse me, for a fifth and sixth round pick. What are we doing, Tennessee? They're they're having a fire sale. But I wanted Shambles. I wanted to ask I wanted to ask you guys what is a, a predictable trade that we see happening, and then some off the wall bonkers trade that probably won't happen, but we could speculate because we're three guys with microphones, and that's what we do. Actually, Taylor, let's start with you. What's uh, some trade things? Give us give us some trade insights. All right, so a guy, a guy that they've talked about for a while, um, that could be traded, and I honestly could see him being traded, is Jerry Judy. Um, he's a, honestly a guy that I was getting late in a lot of my fantasy drafts, hoping that, you know, he was going to be the guy that I think a lot of people thought he could be that offense. It really limits him and a lot of people, you know? So I think that he's a guy for me that could get traded and could make another team very happy. Um, another name that's kind of being bounced around a little bit is a Cardinal, same position, Hollywood Brown. Mm. Um, both of these guys could go somewhere and make a lot of noise, you know, cause you know what Hollywood can do. He could go and make a lot of noise and, and 
make an offense look completely different. So I would I would like to see honestly a lot of players go because it makes the league very interesting. But those are two guys that I actually see and I think that could get traded. Yeah, dude. Where I think I think that uh Derek Henry gets moved by the Titans. I think that they've openly said that we're sorry, we're not a contender. You need to be on a contender and we don't want to pay you anymore. So they're going to try and get him go somewhere that would be uh would be a nice landing spot for him and try and finish out his just absurd career that he's had as a running back in the NFL. So so sorry to interrupt. But what does his contract look like right now? I actually don't know off the top of my head. I, well, I knew that he had gotten a big contract, but I can't remember if it was a couple years ago or how long ago it was and how long it's it seems like going to last. Was, it seems like it was two years ago, I think. So, like, his contract's the only thing that scares me about him getting traded. Yeah. But, yeah. hey, so, I hope he does because yeah. my dynasty leagues, dude, Ty J Spears on both of them. So yeah. facts. Let's let's get Derrick Henry out of the way and get get Ty J <laughs> some touches. Well, we've already talked about our love for Ty J Spears, and you know, honestly, even with Derrick Henry there, Spears is still averaging like nine touches a week, ten touches a week. So, yeah, if if Derrick Henry does get shipped off somewhere, boy, it's going down. It's about to be crazy. No, I I, I really don't know where he's gonna go. Honestly, I. It, it's it's hard to think about. It's kind of the same controversy we've talked about all summer. Just what teams really need a running back that bad right now? Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't, Dallas. I was going to say that. I think would, they that's need, the most frightening out. Like, play, play with Pollard. Thunder and lightning. That seems mm-hmm. like something Dallas would do. It does seem like something Dallas would do. I'm I'm with you 100. percent I kind of think. I don't know. I kind of figured Dallas would try and get Zeke back down there, honestly, at the end of the season. But he's he's looking good, dude. He is looking good. He got what? What did he get? His was it three hundredth rushing touchdown? That seems insane. Yeah, he got. I don't know, it, was, it was something crazy this weekend. Some mon, some monumental mark. Uh, looks like he's in shape, and he looks looks like he's back to close to, to his Zeke. old form. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Feed oh, yeah. me more. Speaking of, guess who's back? Jonathan Taylor looks crazy. Boy, looks good. It sucks that Anthony Richardson had to go down for the season, but Gardner Minshew stepped right into that role and is doing what they paid him for. Oh, man. Minshew mania, boy. Love it, dude. Can can we just hold on? Joe Dirt out there playing. Who, Who could have predicted that the Browns with P.J. Walker the the Colts with Gardner Minshew would put up thirty nine and thirty eight points respectively. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, <laughs> I'll say that PJ Walker surprises me a lot more than Gardner Minshew. Mm. That's true. That is true. Honestly, that Colts offense is kind of ready made. Like you know, it, it's minute made rice out there for those guys. Like <laughs> Gardner Minshew just steps right into that and flings that thing dude <laughs> it's crazy pj I'm, walker I'm i agreed thought pj walker would be Gar- gardner Minshew might be like the next ryan fitzpatrick 
Just like go 100%. all over the league, be a backup, play like four games a year, and just and throw bombs. Be loved, be, be loved by the whole league. Yes, cause oh, just absolutely. enough stir to for there to be a quarterback controversy, and then move on. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I hope he keeps like the the handlebar. Like I, I want him to have that forever. Like Fitzy has yeah. the beard for the next fifteen years. Have the handlebars. Yeah, like I don't care if it's white. Like he's got the locks too. Like kind yeah, of flowing dude. in the back. Oh yeah. I think no, so, the the Indianapolis receivers like Gardner Minshew starting better than they like Anthony Richardson starting as well because they're not going to have 12 design runs for Gardner Minshew. You know what I mean? Whereas Anthony Richardson probably would have seen that many. I hope they don't do that mm-hmm. going forward because that's why he's hurt right now. But anyway, we've gotten really far away from our discussion. I'm sorry. We have, and I'm okay with it. It's fun. Now, real, the the Browns defense, I rostered them in DraftKings. They gave up 39 points this week, and they still scored 16 points as a defense. Like, what? That's stupid. That's stupid. Like, three fumble recoveries, or I think it was like three sacks, an interception, a fumble recovery, a block kick, and a pick six, or something along those lines. Something stupid like that. Stupid. Strip sack fumble for the touchdown, boy. Mmm, wildness. Yeah, stupid. Hey, getting back to trades, you know where do you think Jerry Judy and uh, Hollywood Brown end up? Thinking maybe Carolina. Ho- Hollywood will probably end up in Kansas City. Him and, him and him and Rasheed Rice. You got Travis Kelsey down the middle, dude. Dude, Rice, I'm liking man. what the Chiefs are doing right now, and Rice is, looks uh, like he's going to be a stud. Didn't, didn't look too bad. Man. You got Brown and you got Rice. See what I did. See what I did there. <laughs> but no, I I think obviously <laughs> is that is that nice. too much? But uh, <laughs> no, I can't see the Chiefs doing anything like that <clears throat> because they just don't do things like that. But Hollywood have fit in nicely there, even though I would like a big body target on the outside. Big body. Yeah, unfortunately, we thought maybe Justin Ross might be that dude, and then he got arrested. Shout out for the felony. Mm, anyway, yeah, um, I actually think Hollywood goes to Dallas. Been seeing some, been seeing some rumbles about that. Actually, CD Lamb that seems like a very Dallas. Move. He's a big Hollywood guy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Were you they know, teammates they, at OU? They were. Yep. Okay, that's what I figured. Those years kind of correlated. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. That show. Do, they, do we think I there's think any that, chance that uh, Arizona trades Kyler Murray? Hmm? He just signed that insane contract, though. Which that, was he's just, been nothing but problems. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he goes mm. to New England. I mean, he's talented. Yeah, I maybe Bill get, Belichick turns him into a model citizen, <laughs> like he did with Josh. Or they Gordon. start cheating again. Mm. Yeah, I had so much hope for that. Mm. I think everybody did. Talk about a wasted career, man. Dude had like yeah. 1,300 yards his rookie season with, I don't even know who, throwing him the football. Brian Hoyer or something like that. Still putting up 1,300 yards. Probably Fitzpatrick. Maybe. Are you sure it wasn't Money Manziel? That was... I don't think, I don't think Manziel threw 1,300 yards <laughs> in a season. <laughs> yeah, yeah sure you're right. Accurate. It's unfortunate, it was, but you're right. It was not good. It's not good. Oh, man. No, nah, uh, I don't know. 
Well, we talked about a bunch of random nonsense this time, so that was fun. We totally got away from any kind of structure. Should we uh, want to pack it in? And you want to talk more? What do you want to do, Scotty? I'll, I'll, I'm going to say this real quick. I know the Chiefs just beat them, but the Chargers have been a huge disappointment this year. Huge. Oh, yeah. I'm going to edit that pack it in. I don't know. Out. Let's yeah. Let's talk about this. Let's talk disappointments. The Chargers suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's and their offense puts up points it's just their defense i think jacob said it a couple of weeks can't stop a nosebleed like it's it's horrendous well and yeah uh their offense puts up points to a point but they leave so much on the table um uh, did you guys watch the dallas san diego or dallas charter game did you catch that at all i don't remember it must have been not spectacular it wasn't so last sunday sunday before last um, on two different occasions, <clears throat> occasions, uh, Keenan Allen, who is unreal, double move on Deron yeah. Bland. Well, actually, when it was Bland the first oh, time. Oh, yeah, I remember this, actually. Time. Two house calls, wide open touchdowns, and the much praised, and I like to, I'm a Justin Herbert guy, but I feel like he gets in his own head because he misses some easy passes. Like, these are two, there's 14 points that's just gone. And on both those plays, they end up, Going, I think they ended up having a punt. I mean, they they lose that or they win that game if he makes those passes. So well, Herbert is also constantly under pressure, constantly. That's true too. Well, he has, and they've invested no a lot anything. in that offensive line. I they've know. invested so much in that offensive line. Like I don't get it. I don't either. It, it's disgusting, and it, it it doesn't help that Eckler can't get going. Right, and Eckler missed what three games. Four games. Yeah. His first week back was against Kansas City, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, no. it was against. It no, was against Dallas. before. Yeah. That same game was it? Yeah, yeah. And he didn't. He was less than spectacular. Yeah, he got me four points. It was great. I, for some reason, I feel like he sat, but whatever. Quentin Johnston, another major disappointment. Like, is he just bad? Is he bad? Especially like, with with. Mike Williams, Williams going out. down. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hey, I mean, I don't, who would I don't have thought? Like, we literally talked on the podcast that week when Mike Williams tore his ACO that, like, Quentin Johnston was a direct backup to Mike Williams. And he was. And then Brandon Staley, who we've decided is a complete jackass, <laughs> uh, <laughs> refuses. <clears throat> he refuses to give Quentin Johnston any touches. So the only thing that I can assume is that he's just not good. And I refuse to believe did, that. Yeah. Did you guys watch the Chiefs game? Uh, I say the Chiefs game because it's always the Chiefs game. Hmm. I caught I caught most of it. Did yeah. you guys watch it? Yeah. I, I watched most so of it. So there was actually there was actually a play where Quentin Johnson was running down the sideline and Herbert threw it back shoulder. He went up, beat the corner, and came down with it. And the commentator actually said Wow, he looked like Mike Williams on that play. Mike Williams normally tears up this Kansas City defense, and I'm pretty sure that was the last catch he had the entire game. And it's just like, what? Like, identical players. It's just, it's, yeah, it's mind-boggling. It is stupid, dude. And that's the thing. Like, he's getting, like, 10% snaps right now. Like, you would have thought that coming out of the bye – Especially like you, you've had a whole week without without anything to integrate this guy, and it's just 
it's just so sad. Like you, that's a first round draft pick. You just don't want to. Not feeling it. Not. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I will say, <laughs> I will. I will say, last couple of weeks, Palmer has looked legit, man. I was not high, super high on Palmer. Their other, their wide receiver too, but that guy's catching anything. His, if it's within five feet of his body, he's catching it. His hands have looked spectacular last couple of weeks. Yeah, he's not bad. He was great at at uh, Tennessee, and he's at the University of Tennessee, and he's played well uh, with his snaps in the pros. So I I got nothing against Palmer. I just think they need to maybe try and get some more get some more uh, touches for Quentin Johnston. I don't think that's too much to ask yeah. for. Yeah, they're they just potentially disappointed. The, yeah, and then the other one that I just wanted to touch on real quick was. The Bills losing again this week. Mm. It was, I mean, you want to talk about fraudulent. What's going <laughs> on there to the yeah. Patriots, which, granted, you know, they, it seems like they always split. Yeah. They'll win one, they'll lose one against them. Yep. The Bills losing to old Mac and Cheese Jones. Noodle arm <laughs> himself, boy. I mean, it the just. Bills losing to Bill. Yeah. Yeah. It just. I don't know. Something poetic about it, really. It's like Mac Jones can't decide if he wants to be good or not, and he only plays good against the Bills, which unfortunately is two times out of every season. And there are 17 games, Scott tells us. So <laughs> that's, he said 12, actually. <laughs> oh, that's right. So, I mean, they could, they could but, still, <laughs> two and 10, they could still two, be. Those two um, games are what the reason Bill keeps bringing them back. They're like, hey, this guy can play in the division. <laughs> the man, the Bills, the Bills and the Chargers are on the same page for me. It's like there's, they're both often hyped up. They're like these guys are going to be the team to beat in the AFC, and then they're just not. Like each week, I'm like, you got to prove it to me, and then they'll go out and do something pretty impressive, like beat the crap out of the Dolphins. I'm like, all right, cool. Maybe these guys are who they're supposed to be this year, and then they turn around and do this. They almost lose to the freaking. New York still not good at football giants. Uh, and then just they, they looked like they were never had a chance at winning this game against the, the Pats. And so nothing surprises yeah. me with this team. I'm out on them at they, the point. They've lost, they've lost to the Steelers, the Jets, and the Pats, and the Jets and the Pats both in their division. And then they absolutely hammer Miami. So it just it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. They did that, lose. They did lose like five key pieces to their defense um, in that Miami game and then the very next game uh, against the Giants, maybe. I don't remember. Yeah, but season-ending injuries the... on most of those guys. So I, I will I will concede that their defense is banged up, and it sucks. You never want to see uh, people go down, especially for season-ending injuries. But you take that out of the – if you just – at the very least, you have Josh Allen, who's supposed to be a superstar. You've got Stefan Diggs, who is a superstar. And you've got other decent complimentary pieces in there. And you can barely put up, what, 15 points against the Giants? The Giants. You can put up barely 15 points. Like, what are we doing? Their offense just doesn't look like they know how to move the football. And the, I guess the same thing is true for the Chargers. I don't get it. I, just, I have no answers. There, no. there was a 
there was another team this week that looked like they couldn't put up points, and that was the Lions. I was very disappointed mm. in that one. But I thought you guys were going to go can somewhere be, else. That can be talk of another day. Talk for another I, day. Well, no, I, I just want to talk about one, quick. just one more game. Just one more game. Which game? The Bears and the Raiders. Duh, the Bears. Duh, Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Badgent, I don't know if I said that right. Tyson Badgent, that is, started for the Bears this weekend against the Raiders, led by none other than superstar quarterback Brian Hoyer. Future Hall of Famer, of course. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A couple gunslingers. Right. And... I just I needed to talk about this because it's no secret that I just absolutely love Josh McDaniels. He's is so this bad. it? Is At this everything. the straw that broke the camel's back in Las Vegas? Probably not, because all they do is make stupid decisions. But you can't win against a Bears team that has struggled all year long with Devontae Adams, with Josh Jacobs. With Jacoby Myers, who looks like the second coming of Terrell Owens with dreads. <laughs> Michael Mayer. Mm. Yeah, Michael Mayer. Come on. Man. My boy Deontay I, Foreman, though. My thing is. What, dude went what, off. Dude. Who does not play for the Dog. Raiders. <laughs> Talk about Raiders players, Scott. Come on. The Bears, though. <laughs> uh, <Bears. laughs> Uh, anyway, here's Taylor, a, go here's ahead. A, here's how a come, question. How come the Raiders aren't playing Aiden O'Connell? Because they want to suck. <laughs> well, I mean, who knows if he's a guy or not? But I mean, your your team is garbage. You know, I mean, I guess play play whoever, but you might as well see what your guys got. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, Mike McDaniel. Yeah, not Mike McDaniel, Josh McDaniels. He's just who who authorized this person Dumb. to make fo- football decisions? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, every game that the Raiders have been a part of this season, he has made some kind of just ignorant decision. Like, just I don't know. If we would have done this it. two weeks ago, I would have had a whole list of them. But right now, <laughs> I can't think of any. They just need to fire him. <laughs> done. So bad. I know we, uh, my friend, who is also friends with Taylor, Keaton Turner, is super upset that his Raiders continue to suck. If they trade Devontae, dude, I would actually probably not be shocked by that. Um, I don't know. What well, do you think? They'd probably they'd probably trade him for like a fourth rounder. <laughs> <laughs> they're like how about we will They'll give like, you, you know Devontae. what you know what we'll, uh, we'll give you him we'll give you him and josh jacobs for a third yeah if that makes you happy you know what we'll give you a first yeah, round pick. please Take we'll give you one of our hands. first round picks with them <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll pick swap yeah <laughs> for, for a later first round pick yeah we'll give you one of our just, <laughs> just just to keep you guys happy. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh gosh. So holy bad. crap. They shipped Devontae mm, we... and Josh Jacobs to New York for Zach Wilson. Oh my That'd be a total Raiders move, dude. Right. <laughs> Zach Wilson's looking like a competent football player. A little bit. 
I'm not saying I'm I'm bought in yet, but <laughs> you nah. just immediately retracted that statement. <laughs> a little Looking bit like a competent quarterback, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Small sample no size. Right. But it doesn't hey. look like the abject disaster that he has to Ta- Taylor knows. I'm a Zach Wilson guy. I I would love to see him be good. You're Someday. an every quarterback Cup. guy. Name yeah. one you know quarterback you I don't... try and take up for you. I try and take up for you one time. <laughs> one time. That's all you get, fraudulent. Na- name one quarterback that you don't believe in. Just one. Any of them. Just one? <laughs> this yeah. is going to be good. Dakota Prescott. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Oh, Zach Prescott. Oh, duh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. I don't. Who Brian Hoyer. About? Don't believe in him. Mm. Oh, stop it. The Raiders do. For some reason. Yeah, uh, again, Josh McDaniels. Hey, is there kid. a quarterback controversy in Chicago now with Tyson and Justin Fields? <laughs> For a little while, because Justin Fields can't even hold a ball right now, I don't think. Yeah, and and New York. Tyrod Taylor. Daniel Jones. Oh, dude, how did I not bring that up? Tyrod Taylor looks way better than Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is bad. It's paid a lot less, too. Yeah. Yeah. That offense is humming with Tyrod Taylor, dude. Dude, he was, he was slinging it. Absolutely. And Darren Waller's getting the ball. Like, you know, this whole time, I think that Daniel Jones is just doesn't have enough time to make competent decisions and Brian Dable's screwing everything up and all the things. And Tyrod Taylor comes in basically off the street and is just. He's good. I can't really see I mean, anything else. To to be fair, Washington scored seven points. So, dude, Who's that defense no is too much elite. Who's coaching the Washington the Washington Commanders next year? Certainly not going to be Riverboat Ron. Eric, Eric the enemy. Absolutely. <laughs> is there an Eric, echo in here? Eric the enemy. Yeah, he should be. <laughs> Eric the enemy. <laughs> the Chiefs fan. That's funny. Mm. No, nah, he he's a, a head coach and an assistant coach at the same time right now. They did that on purpose because Riverboat Ron is gone. Gone. She gone. She gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like anyway, this podcast. You boys ready to wrap? Uh, listen. Yeah. I've I've been gone for a month and I'm already tired of you too. Yeah. <laughs> hey. This episode got out of hand. It got away from us. <clears throat> Quickly. We needed it. Welcome back. Quickly. <laughs> and while we're here, let's just go ahead and say goodbye. Once again, this is Fourth and Forever Sports. We're sorry we've been gone for a hot minute, but we're back now. We plan on being back every week for the rest of the season. So, as always, we kindly ask that you like and share retweet and post all of our content it makes us happy and we want to keep making you happy see you next week fourth and forever sports sports country let's ride let's ride